everyone, this week on Bold Life Out Loud, I'm sharing with you the importance of speaking truth and all things mental health. We live in a world that feeds off perfection, yet this year has brought a continual feed of letdowns and ever-changing feels. So today, we're digging a little deeper on my mental health journey and the people I'm doing life with. Welcome to Bold Life Out Loud, one woman's journey about living outside the normalcy box and the people doing life with me. Here's to living an authentic, messy life and sharing truth of real life lessons instead of the constant perfection feed. I'm Bonnie and welcome to my bold life. I'm living out loud. Hey you guys, welcome to episode 8 of Bold Life Out Loud podcast. I know, I know, it's been a while. But today I'm sharing with you a little bit more of what my mental health journey has looked like and how this year has had most of us checking our feels at the door. Look, if you guys have been following me for any amount of time, you know that I have overcome a lot in my past. The reality is I'm a child um, abuse survivor. My father suffered with bipolar disorder that also he self-medicated. My mom um, has dealt with depression issues. And the reality is this world itself throws so many different obstacles in your way. And so um, today we're just going to talk about what my mental health journey has looked like. And I am not holding anything back with you guys because... The reality is, in vulnerability, we will see healing. So, let's start at the very beginning. The reality of where I came from. And that is, I knew, like I've always dealt with issues. When I was younger, my mom tried making me go to counseling. um, And of course, in the midst of trauma, you really don't know how to name it um, because you're told how to feel and what to feel and just all of the things. And when you're also living in a place of being scared, you're really not going to share with people because your um, your walls have already been built. And so for years, my mom would try to make me go to counseling. It never really worked. I would simply just do the bare minimum and give what um, was needed to the therapist to basically get my parents off my back. (laughs) Now let's fast forward to um, being a teenager and a young adult. And so in my early or my late teens, so 18, 19, um, and um, early 20s, basically I was spiraling and while I was spiraling, I was self-medicating with things like marijuana, alcohol, sex, you name it, I pretty much was doing it. Um, And so that was my way of just um, trying to push the feels that I was feeling down even more so and not healthy, healthy, way of coping or skill mechanisms Um, until (laughs) you can't anymore. Um, And so then I became a mom to Isaiah 
And during that time, you know, there's also been facing my past. My mom, when I got pregnant with Isaiah, said that I needed to, she no longer wanted to, to be a mom. Um, and, and so that was her choice. Um, but then I also dealt with Isaiah's dad didn't want to participate. And I was also facing um, my father had just gotten locked up for something that he had done to my stepmom and siblings. Um, and so there, there comes to a point where it's right on the nail head, right? And so you eventually have to face because you cannot um, cope the way that you're coping because if you do, you go down the dark rabbit hole. And so my past basically came full forward. Um, I started doing counseling again and the quick fix for the counselors was um, having me start um, Lexapro and um, or an antidepressant to help with um, what I was walking through. And I have a love-hate relationship with that. I feel that um, medication was great to calm me, <laughs> to have me start the healthy the process of trying to face my mental health, which meant actually going into a counselor, sitting down, having conversations with people, um, and trying to break down walls that were already built. Uh, now, my issue with the um, antidepressant was it was not good for me because it made me feel that um, I was in a cloud. That's the best way to describe it, that I was in a cloud. And so it wasn't that I had all these feels. It was that I was still pushing the feels down because my brain couldn't recognize or 100% feel them. I hope that makes sense. And then what I noticed is that like every six months, all of those things that I couldn't outwardly project, all of a sudden would come to the surface and um, just, just be thrown up on everyone. And so for me, while I recognized that counseling was good and I recognized that I had some things to work out, I also recognized that I wasn't gonna be able to do that while I was on this drug. Now, do I think that there are people that need it? A hundred percent. Do I think that I am not a professional, so you need to do what you and your professional um, psychologist or um, mental health provider feels is for your journey, but we're just talking a little bit about what my journey looks like because I want you to hear that you are not alone and that it is a journey. It's not a I take a magic pill and everything's going to get better. The reality is there are things to help you and help you build skills. Medication is a thing that can help you start going down a path to help learn healthy skills, um, meaning counseling, meaning classes, meaning journaling, meaning Bible study, meaning whatever you need to figure out your outlet to process your feelings um, in a healthy manner. And so, um, as time went on, you know, like, again, we are not shy that we had issues in our marriage. And so we went to marriage counseling. Um, we 
counseling, I feel, is a great thing. And I think that um, you should, as an individual, have counseling. And then I feel that as a marriage, you should have counseling. Like, it's a great resource for people to just get what they're feeling out, not feel judged, and have someone actually listen and um, process. Because I know, like, when I share stuff with my husband, he wants to fix it. And sometimes you don't need people to fix it. You just need someone <laughs> to help walk you through it and guide you and say, no, you you are all right to feel that way. So that's a little bit of my past when it comes to that. Um, and, you know, so I did, I did the antidepressants. It wasn't what worked well for me. I did the counseling and that was a great thing. But I think what really started um, to help in my journey as, the more that I started to pay attention to what my triggers were, the more I was able to actually help set myself up with skills and intentional boundaries, which have been the biggest game changer in my mental health journey. Um, And so I just want to share a little bit of what that looks like and how setting Um, intentional boundaries and proper skills um, to help you better out on this journey. So some of the major um, skills that have helped me on my mental health journey um, are intentional boundaries. And what does that mean? That simply means knowing which behaviors are triggers and which, um, you know, scenes or setups are triggers for me. And so I know there are certain um, people that are triggers for me or certain behaviors that are triggers for me. And so I'm, I'm very intentional of the people that I allow to breathe into my life and that I surround myself with. I go by saying that we as women are very, we are taught from a young age that we need to be friends with everyone. And the reality is you cannot possibly give to everyone. So try to focus on the few good people that you want to do life with and have those strong boundaries. You can be nice. You can say hi to people. You can interact with people. But the really the, the reality is you are not capable. You are not physically capable to give to everyone else and still be able to give to yourself. It's just not going to happen. And then once you become a mom, there's a whole other intentional boundaries that you have to set up for yourself. Like you are allowed to have a break. You are allowed to not be perfect. You are allowed to say and ask for help when you need that. And so boundaries like that are key pieces that like when I'm struggling with anything like anxiety or depression, which I still do, um, this is going to be a forever battle. And I think sometimes people think that it's a one and done thing. If you suffer with depression or anxiety, it is not a one and done. It's again, helping yourself to have better skills and intentional boundaries um, and just know what works for you. And so I know when I'm struggling with stuff, I will just tell my husband like, I need a break. I'm going away for a girl's weekend. I'm locking myself in the room. Um, I just need space to be still, feel my feels and move on with it. And that is something that I say 
a lot. <laughs> if you've heard from me before, I'm a big person that says, girl, you need to feel your feels and then you need to move on. It's that simple. Um, you know, best example is going back to what we were walking through when we were fostering Dominic and um, going through the adoption process. You know, it is something that you can never prepare yourself for with all of the emotions. You'll be on a high, you'll be on a low, you'll be in the confused. And so being able to say, you are all right, you don't have to name it right now, you can sit in it, or give yourself an hour, give yourself a day, but know that after that, you need to move on because if you sit in that place too long, that's where unhealthy skills happen. So seeking skills. Skills are making sure to ask for help, um, processing, like saying, talking to people, um, counseling, knowing those are the things that help you process um, are great skills to help you know what your mental health journey looks like. Now, of course, um, there's always been this fear of mine as I've been a mom, and there's this weird stigmatism about what mental health journey looks like for people. I know back in the day, um, being bipolar was a huge issue for people. It was almost like on the same as schizophrenia. And um, as a parent, that is very scary to walk with and know that someday that I can pass all of these things down to my children. And so right now, here we are in 2020, um, where it's just been a complete shit show of all of the feels, not knowing where or when things are going to change or even how to feel on some days, right? And so here we are, um, and some days are good and some days are bad, but that's where it comes into saying, feel your feels and move on. But I think what's been the hardest part for me this year is actually seeing the generational part of mental health um, come to light. I recently um, shared on Instagram that uh, our son, Isaiah, who turned um, 18 and graduated this year, basically in the middle of the pandemic, um, has had some struggle with this. He has always been um, a very quiet, emotional processor. And so um, it's always been on my radar as a mom and trying to teach him skills on, you know, if you're feeling a certain way, you can say that, just have a little respect, you know, when you're, when you're talking to your parents, basically. Um, you can say you're mad and this isn't fair, um, but... You have to be able to walk that through and say like, this isn't fair because I feel or um, keeping it to what you're actually going through. Um, and so we've been walking through that with him. And um, earlier this year, after he graduated, you know, there's it, it, no real um, start to his life because the pandemic has just messed around with what college looks like. And so he's staying at home, but he had this episode where I legit thought he was on some sort of drug and we even took him to the emergency room. He did like brain scans and all of these things. And 
Um, the doctor basically was like, I think it is a, um, episode of depression. Um, and by all means, I would be depressed too. If this was the start, the end of my high school and the start of my adult life for real. And, um, so it happened. The doctor basically was like, we just need to keep an eye on it. And we started having some game plans of what we would be doing next. And so, um, again, here we are a few months later and he had another episode. And as a mom, it's, you start hearing those things that people in community talk about when it comes to mental health on how like, you know, this person is, um, not healthy or, just the, just all the negative. I mean, we all know there's these weird negatives that come with um, mental health, even to the point where, you know, I've had people that say that, um, you know, it's just, we wish people understood people can struggle with mental health, but also have faith. Um, and uh, that it is... Oh, it's just hard to know that you've passed that down to your child. Um, and so here we are. We started um, him on some antidepressants and he is doing so much better. And for a while, I was a little nervous about saying that to people, especially in the church body, um, because again, <laughs> how some people look at it. Um, and this is where I live my life out loud. I am not going to sit in shame, even though the voice is saying that there is shame. I'm not going to sit in that because I know God made me and him in perfect form. We're just struggling on this earthly world, right? And so it's all right to say like, we're struggling. This is what we're doing. We're praying about it. But we also know that mental health is a huge thing and we don't want it to go down a slippery slope. So we're going to pray. We're going to do whatever skills, meaning medication, counseling, um, to set myself up to succeed. Um, And so that's just where we're at right now. I think that anyone listening today needs to understand that you are doing the best that you can do. And if you are seeking help and you are trying to heal and trying to set intentional boundaries and trying to seek healthy skills, then you are doing great. What I also want you to know is that it's not an overnight process. Here I am 16, 17 years later, and I am still learning and seeking on this journey. And I think if you give yourself grace when it comes to this journey, that alone takes so much pressure off you to heal for others and you're doing it for yourself, which means you are going to follow it through until the end. So what I want you to know is that sometimes while we repeat the cycle, we have the opportunity of breaking it. And breaking it is just doing simple things like seeking healthy skills. So counseling, medication, your people to help, intentional boundaries like making sure you stay away from the things that are triggers um, and 
you know, even behaviors that are triggers. Um, people have sometimes a way of triggering things and you need to be able to know like, okay, this person is triggering. I need to move on. And it's all right to say like, I can be nice to you, but we don't need to hang out. There is so much healing in vulnerability. The more that I share about what my mental health journey has looked like, the more that I share about what my marriage journey has looked like, or our foster care journey has looked like, it has actually helped me breathe better, it has helped me process better, and it has helped me to build a community that I never knew I had out there before. And my number one recommendation for when it comes to this journey is feel your feels. If you need to cry, cry. If you need to yell, yell. Of course, not at people and in a healthy way, but put your head in a pillow, yell it out loud, and move on because you are beautifully made, you are created for purpose, and you are allowed to feel disappointed, hurt, and upset or happy. So, I am so thankful that you guys are going along with me on this journey. I hope that something that I shared with you today just lets you know that you are doing great. We are all struggling in 2020. And honestly, most of us are just trying to figure out what the next step is. those things that we talked about today stay tuned make sure you follow me like and share with your friends the bold life out loud podcast and make sure to find me on instagram at bold life out loud and geronimo project i want to hear your comments questions let me know what you think and what you want to hear because you are not alone on this journey so see you next time on bold life out loud podcast